Good evening, Toronto, Canada, and to the world. This is your acting host, June Javier, greeting you. Buenas noches, amigos y oyentes. Bonsoir, buenoite, buenchanga, Good evening, everyone. Good evening, world. Welcome to our show, RSNA Radio Magazine Wednesday Edition. This show is delivered in English and will run from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. You are tuned in to CHHA 1610 AM Radio Voices Latinas, the voice of the community. You may also catch us on the airways of Rogers Cable Channel 951 or internationally at CHHA 1610 AM.ca. Simply get to the website and click on the Listen Live button. This is the only Canadian-based Latino radio station in the world, right here from Toronto. Our host and producer, Kuya Roman Caretas, will be back in September. In the meantime, we bring you segments of our greetings, news, trivia, life hacks, music, poetry, and more. Stay tuned and be with us. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Again, this is your acting host, June Javier. Before we start our program, as usual, we wish you happy listening. Zachary Davies, Joshua Javier, Jan Javier, Florence Javier, Lalaine Sam and Vladi Appen, Stephen Bizzo, our friends from the Phoenix Friendship Society, The Dazzlers Entertainment, and J. Javier Digital Media. Okay. And also, we would like a shout out from last week's posting. Hi, Kuya Roman Caretas. Thanks, Stephen Bizo, Joshua, Pat Zurigo, Zachary, Jess Gafud, Marisa Flores, Andrea Colin Tinsai or Coco, Liuvi Halilang, Angeline Rose Paderno, Giselle Moliarian, Jovi Moises, Estefani Joy, Janice Feliciano. Mary Joy Amanonse, Jess Janisha, and Rodel Pasilla. Thank you for the thumbs up last week and thank you for listening tonight. Also, we would like to greet our first set of birthdays for the week. Monday, August 26th. Belated happy birthday, Danielle. Natawan, Marian Espejo, Liz Olare Ayhan, Aliza Nicole Yamazares Ong, Jillian Chaburreco, Cousin Mon Mendoza, Paul Rocky Malintas. And happy birthday yesterday, Tuesday, August 27th, Ali Rialin Reyes, Ronald Sarah Villa, Eduardo Imadhai Jr., and Cesar Vergara Malikdan. Okay, so that's the first set of our birthday greetings. We'll have more throughout the show. Stay tuned.
Okay, so now let's go to world news. Uh, this is this has been published by CNN Philippines as well, and other major uh, newspapers in the Philippines and in the world. Carpio. Philippines signed terms of reference on joint oil and gas exploration deal with China. So we're still we're still on that topic and that issue between the Philippines and China. This time, it's a joint oil and gas exploration deal. Metro Manila, August 25th. Foreign Secretary Chidora Luxin has signed the terms of reference on a 2016 Memorandum of Understanding, or MCU, on cooperation on oil and gas development between China and the Philippines, according to Senior Associate Justice Antonio Carpio. Speaking at a forum in Davao City last Friday, he said Luxin signed the document which would implement the MOU three weeks ago. So we have now two documents and I think the president will go to Beijing and there could be an exchange of a list of names who will be members of the steering committee and the working committee, he told the forum. Under the MOU signed, President Rodrigo Duterte is scheduled to hold talks with Chinese President Xi Jinping next week when he flies to Beijing on a working visit. During their meeting, the president said he would raise the controversial arbitral ruling on the case on the maritime dispute in the South China Sea, which favored the Philippines, the MOU, and other bilateral issues. Under the MOU signed during his state visit in November last year, the two countries agreed to accelerate arrangements for joint exploration in maritime areas in accordance with international law. The MOU calls for the creation of working groups that would negotiate the terms of projects in specific areas to be approved by a joint intergovernmental steering committee headed by the foreign ministries of both countries. I don't think this, I'm not sure where this is going, a joint exploration on Philippine waters, but let's see, we'll wait and see and find out. Okay, continuing on the news, each working group would agree on the inter-entrepreneurial, technical, and commercial arrangements for its area of exploration. It was agreed that the Philippines would assign the company that had a service contract with the government to a particular working group, while China authorized the China National Offshore Oil Corporation to represent Beijing in all of that. And moving on, Carpio said all service contracts for exploration projects signed by the government require a 60-40 sharing of the resources as required by the Constitution. One important service contract is in the Reed Bank with Forum Energy. The project has been on hold for several years because of a presidential order freezing all exploration activities in disputed areas. 
Prior to this, a Chinese ship had ordered a foreign vessel to stop drilling in the Reed Bank, which is also claimed by Beijing. Should there be an exchange of names in Beijing next week, Carpi said there would be already be three documents on joint exploration. If a working group would cover the service contract in Reed Bank, Carpi said it would pave the way for a peaceful resolution of the overlapping maritime but not the territorial claims of the two countries in the South China Sea. Despite everything, Carpio said Duterte might be the president who will find a solution to the South China Sea dispute. I'm not sure about you folks, but for me, that dispute has been for there forever, like even since before I was born. And I'm not so sure any one president would be able to, um, you know, finish the issue once and for all. But let's give our president the benefit of the doubt. He still has maybe, I don't know, 2016. So he's still got about three years in his term to accomplish it. Let's just wait and see, okay? And before I go on, I would like to say happy birthday for the birthday celebrants today. August 28th, Jasmine Grace Baliang and Luz Mikua. For tomorrow, Thursday, August 29th, happy birthday to Reishi Jackla and my classmate Lolita Cristobal of the St. Louis Pacdal High School, Baguio City, class of 1979. For Friday, August 30th, happy birthday to Hani Lin Tan, Michelle Sabala, Monchong, Alisa Fang, Felix Eliral Rupuerzo, Saad Renato Palawigan. On Saturday, August 31st, happy birthday to Charmeline Labadia Floresca. And on Sunday, September 1st, happy birthday to Lita Carpio Liano, Andrea Roblo, Zach Daywood, Sonia Farin Crawford, Miguel Nisperos Caducho, Jonna May Floresca, Dave Ian Marasigan. Happy birthday! Those are our birthday celebrants for the week. Okay, so more news. Trump says Melania has gotten to know Kim Jong-un, but they have never met in Reuters. This is posted August 27th and it's in France. Melania Trump has never met King Jong-un or even spoken to him but US President Donald Trump said on Monday that his wife has gotten to know the North Korean leader and like him believes in the reclusive country's potential. Okay, this is another issue. Trump who has met Kim three times since last year as he tries to persuade him to give up the North Korean nuclear weapons program, told a news conference at the G7 summit in France that he had come to know Kim extremely well, take note, and suggested that his wife had too. Anyway, White House, the First Lady has gotten to know Kim Jong-un and I think she'd agree with me, he is a man with a country that has tremendous potential, Trump said, as 
Melanie watched impressively from the audience. White House spokesman Stephanie Grisham later clarified that Melania had never met Kim. President Trump confides on his wife in, on many issues, including the detailed elements of his strong relationship with Chairman Kim. And while the First Lady hasn't met him, the President feels like she's gotten to know him too, she told reporters. Melania did not accompany Trump to any of his three meetings with Kim, which took place in June last year in Singapore in Hanoi in February, and on the border between North and South Korea in June. While Trump has developed a cordial relationship with Kim and often speaks highly of him, there hasn't been scant progress in the U.S. aim of getting North Korea to the nuclearize, okay? And we're going to have more of that after our uh, station break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Listening to CHHA 1610 AM Radio Voces Latinas, Canada's first ethnic and community radio station, owned and operated by San Lorenzo Latin American Community Center. Central studios are located at 22 Wenderley Drive in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Postal code is M6B2N9. Telephone number is 416-782-2953. CHHA 1610 AM, el Centro Comunitario Latinoamericano San Lorenzo y la Iglesia San Lorenzo envían sus más profundas muestras de condolencias a nuestro compañero, amigo y hermano Fortunato Rao ante la pérdida física de su amada esposa Clementina Rao. The Caravan of Hope continues to merge its journey to Latin America, giving solidarity to those in need. To make a donation, And to find out how we make our solidarity a reality, visit caravanofhope.net. Caravan of Hope Global Aid, working and helping others, today, tomorrow, and always. The San Lorenzo Church invites you to be a part of the Holy Mass at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. every Sunday, located at 2981 Dufferin Street, one light south of Dufferin in Lawrence. Listen live to our afternoon Mass at 1 p.m. through CHHA 1610 a.m. For confessions or pastoral meetings, call 416-782-2953.
That was Arlene Pakulon, and the song is I'm Worth It. Okay, uh, back to the news. This is about Trump's wife, Melania, who has gotten to know Kim Jong-un, but they have never met. Uh, so I'm not sure how you get to know a person you have never met. Trump has said he and Kim agreed at their last meeting to resume working level talks. But these have yet to happen, and North Korea has conducted multiple missile tests since, while accusing Washington of breaking a pledge to stop joint military exercises with South Korea. Okay, so that's a very, very intriguing piece of news. But it, what stayed with me is that how can you know a person you haven't even met yet? Anyway, now we're going to our next segment, Life Hacks. And you'd be happy to know that our life hacks will be about students. Yes, because it's back to school, so we're going to talk about students. Okay, so this is um, about life hacks about every student, and every student should master. It can be hard to adjust to the university environment when things are so different from home. You may not be used to living with so many very different people. You might be really struggling to find a functional work-life balance, and it can generally be hard to get by on the notoriously tight student budget. No need to panic. We're here to help. Take a few deep breaths and remember these useful tricks that they definitely won't teach you in lecture are helping. First, take your lecture notes using different colored pens. I used to do this when I was in high school. I have a red, blue, and black pen. I used blue 
to write on my paper and black to underline and then red to put asterisks or bullet points. There really are a ton of benefits to using colored pens for your notes. The use of multiple colors helps map your thought pattern, allowing you to think deeper into the topic. The use of color helps fire up your visual memory, giving you a greater chance of actually being able to remember what you've written. Color also improves recall time on graphs and charts and can be a really effective performance booster when it's not overdone. You're not in school anymore guys and there's a whole palette of colors out there just begging to be used. Ditch the dull black and the boring royal blue, it's time to technicolor your world-class education. For me it worked, so why don't you give it a try? Second life hack, are you really hungry but feeling way too lazy to handle the thought of dishes? Got a spare tortilla wrap in the cupboard? Tortilla wraps don't have a long shelf life, so why not save yourself some time and effort and use them as a plate or bowl? You can even eat afterwards. I mean, what could be better than that? Okay, our third life hack. Buy yourself a laptop, laptop lock. Okay, lock. The majority of people you meet will be super nice and genuine, but as with any situation or environment, there will also be bad people. There may be times when you're studying that you have to get up and leave your stuff unaccompanied. Why risk losing all your work and your really expensive laptop when you could invest in this nifty gadget? If you like to work in the public library or any other public space, this is definitely a good idea. Okay, it might also be worth looking into student insurance policies to get all your gadgets covered. You might not think it will happen to you, but if it did, you'd be pretty screwed. Okay, our next life hack is make the most of the space in your wardrobe with a simple, handy trick. If you have a lot of clothes, an excessive amount of empty cans, you're a student, you definitely do, so there's no point denying it. And a severe lack of wardrobe space, this little hack is literally a dream. You no longer have an excuse for using the floor to store your clothes and have absolutely no reason to wear creased clothes ever again. You can thank me later. So make the most of the space in your wardrobe from top to bottom and go vertical. Because if you only use the floor space, that would be limited. But if you use the vertical space in the entirety of it, that will for sure give you lots and lots and lots to store in. Okay, another one. Trick those pesky no good pen thieves by replacing the ink cartridge of a red pen with a blue or black one. I also used to do this. When uh, before, uh, I would interchange the black with the red and sometimes the blue with the red as well. And mind you, it does work. It, it works so uh, much that sometimes when they do borrow, if they borrow and I say yes, I tell them that, that that's a red ink. But if not, they just steal it and let them write in red ink, right? But sometimes it's true. 
Okay. Have you ever stolen a red pen? It's such an inky injustice. How do we sleep at night? Seriously though, we all hate it when your favorite pen mysteriously goes missing. So remember this little trick and you can guarantee it won't happen again. Okay. So let's review the life hacks. Take your lecture notes using different colored pens. When you're hungry, if you have a spare tortilla wrap, use it as your bowl or your plate and then you can eat it afterwards. Buy yourself a laptop lock and lock all your your work because sometimes it's not the laptop itself it's also the work that you put in into that laptop and make the most of the space in your wardrobe by going vertical last one that we tackled trick those pesky no good pen thieves by replacing the ink cartridge of a red pen with the blue or black one okay so we'll be right back we're just going to have a station break and we'll go we're going to continue with our life hacks and our trivia when we come back Toronto, Canada, CHHA, 1610 AM, the voice of our community, because we are a part of your daily life. Listen to us all around the world. Visit chha1610am.ca for new content daily.
CHHA 1610 AM Toronto Region is the first and only Spanish radio station in Canada. This station has a select collection of non-Spanish programming. Please listen to the following from Toronto to the world. La Bella Italia, Italian music program hosted by Mario Morasco, Monday to Friday from 10 to 11 p.m. and Sunday 9 to 10 p.m. Orasna Radio Magazine, English spoken word and music program, Wednesdays 8 to 9 p.m. Hosted by Kuya Roman Carreta and co-host George Tully, June Javier. Labor News, English spoken word program, Thursday 8 to 9 p.m. Mr. B's Bounce, English spoken word program, Friday 8 to 9 p.m. And Migration Station, English spoken word program, Sunday 8 to 9 p.m. For greetings for the month of August, you may send a text to 647-406-8753 or via email to junehavier2012 at gmail.com. But starting next week, please direct all your requests to Yeroman Okay. So what I want to bring to you right now is the trivia portion and I would like to discuss back to school as well. Back to school trivia. Here we go. What was school like 150 years ago? Okay, that's a very interesting topic since we're back to school next week. Okay, I thought it would be appropriate to discuss it. Canada's 150th birthday is a great time to find out more about 1867, the year the country was founded in honor of back to school time. Let's zoom in on the schools from all those years ago. Ready? Okay. The first school had one room for everybody. One room. And all of them were there. Mount Henley School, a one-room schoolhouse in the snow. A typical Canadian one-room schoolhouse from the 1800s, Mount Henley Schoolhouse in Annapolis County, Nova Scotia, is where you have had a year where you were in what's called a split class when two grade levels share the same room. Now imagine all the grades in one room. That's right, one room. That's what school was like for most kids 150 years ago. One-room schoolhouses were common especially near the farms or small towns where most families lived. The teacher would stand at the front where there would be a big blackboard. The students might have rows of desks or just benches to sit on. See how lucky you are right now? Anyway, the inside of a one-room schoolhouse. You can see the wood stove that heated the room of the Ecohidoran King Quebec at the back. The light pictures are modern for visitors. You would only have had light from the window. There wasn't any electricity back then, so light came from the windows and a few lamps. The schoolhouses were heated by large metal stoves that burned wood. Parents in the school district were expected to chip in to provide wood for the school. 
So lots of times, kids might walk to school carrying a log or two. Okay. One room for everybody and the heating inside from logs. Okay, next is school supplies. What were school supplies back then? School children would write in class on miniature blackboards called slates. Paper and books were hard to get, so textbooks were often shared. To do math problems or write out answers, students used slates during class. These were like mini handheld blackboards, and kids would write on them with chalk and then wipe off the slates for the next lesson. They didn't have any notebooks and pens back then. So imagine that. So what did they use for a pen? Quills and ink were used instead of pens. For big events or to practice handwriting, paper and pens would be used. But the pens back then were very different. They were often made out of quills from birds and were dipped in pots of ink in order to write. That could lead to things getting messy. Ink spills and stains can really mess up a test. Even using pencils was tricky. The pencils had to be sharpened with knives. That's right, they didn't have the sharpener, the handy, nifty sharpener that we have right now. They used knives, and these were really giant pens. Who gets to learn in a classroom from the 1900s? The classroom at the Prospect School in Thunder Bay, Ontario in the early 1900s in a country and small towns, schools went up to grade 8. High schools, or as they were called then, grammar schools, were in cities or big towns. So usually, only children with rich parents got to go to school past grade 8. A young girl in a kitchen. A young girl helps cook at the residence of James Valantai in Ottawa, 1907. Lots of people back then didn't send girls to school at all because they thought it wasn't important for girls to learn. Even wealthy families didn't give girls an equal education to boys, and the girls were taught things like sewing and manners instead of school subjects. Kids were also often sent to different schools based on their race or religion. It was very unfair, and many people had to fight to get any sort of education. But I think you see this is happening too elsewhere, like with modern nights in Canada, but elsewhere, there's still a lot of them. A lot of girls and kids, according to race or religion, that are segregated and some are not even allowed to get some education or any education at all. What they studied. A recreation of a teacher from the 1800s at Fort Edmonton Park in Alberta teaching the alphabet. Okay, so how did they do this? When kids did get to the school, they were expected to memorize lots of things, standing in front of the schoolroom to recite their lessons. The subjects were mainly reading, math, and writing, with others like geography added to the curriculum in 1850 and history in 1860. And then there's the little boy on a vegetable cart. When things got busy on the farm, you were expected to take time off school, yes, to help out. Like a young boy helping his family with the vegetable cart on the John Davis farm in 1913. Kids hardly ever got perfect attendance. Bad weather kept everyone away, and when students' families lived on farms, 
They were expected to help out and stay home from school when things got busy. The reason we have summer vacation today is because summer is when everything's growing. That's one thing we can thank the schools of the past for, and that's why we celebrate the summer. Before, in the old days, that's when the crops came out and the farms got busy. And then they didn't go to school because they were needed at the farm. Okay, so those were our trivias for today. Our school trivias from 150 years ago, and I hope you enjoyed it. Let's review. One room for everybody. School supplies, a desk with a writing slate. And heating is a stove burning with logs. Who gets to learn? Well, people with rich parents or everybody else, but they didn't go past grade 8. And what they studied? Well, they studied the alphabet, and then history was eventually uh, added to the curriculum, geography and history. They did some English and math. And sometimes in the summer, they w nobody would go at all, especially those students whose families lived in farms when the crops were coming up. And that's what they did before. So imagine that when you go to school, when you go to school this year, and you look at the classrooms and you have split classrooms, like even the other smaller classrooms, you should be grateful for. There was a time that you would have had to share one classroom, one teacher, one big blackboard for every single one of you. Okay? So students be very proud and I hope you'd be excited and I hope you'd be happy when you go back to school next week okay now I would like to do more life hacks but um, we're going to do on a station break in a few so I would just like to continue with our life hacks okay if the temperature is rising hey students Pay attention. If the temperature is rising and you're burning up in your room, hang a damp towel in front of an open window and it'll cool down in no time. Okay? So hang a damp towel in front of an open window and it'll cool down in no time. If it's hard to be productive in a room that's like a sauna, your brain is an organ after all. It needs energy to function and make sound decisions. The body's main energy source is glucose, the substance that fuels us through any activity, including maintaining a healthy internal body temperature. Warm temperatures result in the faster depletion of our bodily resources, which therefore makes it harder for your brain to function normally. Well, now there's no need for you to sweat it out. Use this hack and get your head right back in the game. If every morning is a struggle to get out of bed, pop your phone into an empty pint glass before you go to sleep and leave it beside your bed. It may not look great, but you really can't knock it because it actually works. Dropping your phone into a pint glass creates an echo chamber effect, boosting the sound of a few decibels. Soon you won't be able to miss the dreaded morning alarm and you'll never be late again. That's granting, of course, that your alarm is in your phone 
Okay. And here's a neat trick that allows you to heat two bowls in the microwave at the same time. Now you and your buddy can reheat yesterday's leftovers and even sit down to eat at the same time. Amazing! So just keep in mind, our microwaves can actually handle a couple bowls, sometimes three. Depends on the size, but instead of heating your food one at a time, why don't you put both bowls inside? Okay. When giving a class presentation, tell a friend to ask a particular question before you head to class. That way, you already know the answer, and it will look like you've done some pretty thorough research. Of course, it's always a good idea that you actually do the research, okay? Another useful presentation tip, use a meme font when writing text on a bold background. What is a meme font, impact font? While the font selection is at the discretion of the image maker, the vast majority of internet main pictures use impact fonts. Okay, let's go for station break. The caravan of hope continues to merge its journey to Latin America, giving solidarity to those in need. To make a donation and to find out how we make our solidarity a reality, visit caravanofhope.net. Caravan of Hope Global Aid, working and helping others, today, tomorrow, and always. CHEJ 1610 AM, Radio Voces Latinas, the first and only Hispanic radio station in Canada from Toronto to the world.
And we're back. This is our Wisdom in Lines and Rhymes segment. This is Poetry Reading. I would like to share with everybody all my favorite poems today. And we will start with a song by Cantus of Winchelsea and Finch. Love, thou art best of human joys, our chiefest happiness below. All other pleasures are but toys, music without tree is but noise, and beauty but an empty show. Heaven, who knew what best but man would move and raise his thoughts above the brute, said, let him be and let him love, that must alone his soul include. However, the loss of this And in my second poem for tonight, this is the very first poem that I fell in love with. It's called Invictus by William Ernest Henry. Invictus. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my uncomparable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbound. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And this is also by William Shakespeare, Sonnet 18. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dim. And every fair from fair sometime declines by chance or nature's changing course untrained. But thy eternal summer shall not fade nor lose possession of that fair thou sit, nor shall death brag the wonders in shape when in eternal lines to time thou growest so long as man can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives and this gives life to be. So these poems talk about love and they talk about conviction. And as Invictus, as per Invictus poem, 
I am the master of my ship. I am the captain of my soul. Tonight we've tackled our trivia life hacks and we've said and talked about back to school and how students were back then. You have to be grateful for school. Not very many can actually have that privilege. There aren't too many. Half our, our entire global population is below poverty level. There's about 35 to 40,000 children dying of starvation every day. So for us, we should be grateful for what we have, for we are privileged. Sometimes the grass is always greener on the other side. But you see, we have to appreciate what we got. If you want to feel how others live, walk a thousand miles in their shoes. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us in this program. Oras na, I mean, Rachel Magazine. Oras na Rachel Magazine, Wednesday edition. And maybe next week, maybe Kuya Roman Caretas will be with us again. Okay, so now I would like to thank all the people who did the thumbs up. And let's mention them again. Okay. Our thumbs up and shout outs. Okay, Zachary Davies, Joshua Javier, Jan Javier, Flores Javier, Lalaine Appan, Simon Vladi, Stephen Bissell, Phoenix Friendship Society, The Dazzlers Entertainment, J Javier Digital Media. And our birthdays for the week. Happy birthday to you all, and we hope that you will have a very good and happy birthday this week. And uh, let's show our support to each other. And also, by the way, we've just celebrated last Saturday Aisu Usta's 18th birthday. It was a blast. Thank you so much, Aisu, and your cotillioners. Thank you so much, Mom and Dad, Danny and Jenkins. And I'm really glad that you are happy at during that night, okay? So, for now, I would like to say um, not goodbye, but so long, and like I said, our host and producer, Tia Roman Caretas, will be back in September. Okay, we brought you segments of our greetings, news, trivia, life hacks, music, poetry, and more. So, stay tuned and be with us, and we will see you in our next show okay good night folks this is not goodbye it's stay tuned and i'll be right back this is your acting host for the night june javier
Advertise yourself at CHHA 1610AM. Call our sales department at 416-782-2953 or email us at sales at CHHA1610AM.ca. Learn about our great sales packages made right for you. Call now, 416-782-2953 or visit CHHA1610AM.ca. sueño llevarte cada día más cerca a las costumbres de tu gente a tus tradiciones a el aroma de tu pueblo en voces latinas vivimos ese sueño por eso somos tu estación Ciao, this is Mario Marasco. I am the host of La Bella Italia in Voce Latina for 12 years. I want to invite you to listen to the best of Italian music Monday to Friday from 10 to 11 p.m. and Sunday from 9 to 10 p.m. Auguri e buone feste da Mario Marasco, La Bella Italia, Voce Latina e buon anno a tutti. Thank you.